0: Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, I have to confess, I am a sucker for a good homecoming video. You know the ones that I'm talking about? The ones where, where someone has a camera trained on, say, a high school football player just before the game. He's waiting for the announcer to call his name, to run out into the field to the cheers of the students and the, the community that have come out to watch uh, to watch that game. And then, as his name is called, he runs out to the field only to, to stop dead in his tracks because in front of him, standing on the 50-yard line, dad, dressed in full military fatigues, the camera, the camera's well, it's capturing everything, especially the look of shock, surprise that is on this young man's face. He knows that his dad's not supposed to be there he's he's supposed to be overseas still on his deployment, but there he is right in front of him, and the camera the camera's capturing it all, he drops his helmet and he, he runs toward his dad, who is already running towards him, and when they meet they wrap their arms around one another in a huge hug with tears of joy streaming down their faces. I love homecoming videos like seeing scenes of reconnection, rejoicing, hopeful images. They're, They're hopeful images because you know that there was a time prior to this reunion when things were a little more difficult. You don't see these videos on the Internet much because their images of parting are sorrowful. But you can picture it, can't you? Maybe a year prior, maybe, maybe the soldier has said his goodbyes or is saying his goodbyes to the front door of their house. Only this time, the, 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 che- the tears that are shed are not tears of joy. Younger kids, they're asking questions. Will you come home soon? Dad, will you be okay? Hey, Dad, will the bad guys be shooting at you? The oldest son and poor husband's wife, their concerns largely unspoken about whether or not they would see their dad or their husband again. Of course, this husband, this father, this soldier speaks words of comfort and hope to his family. And just maybe he, he took time to write individual letters to his wife and to his kids, filled with personalized words of encouragement or instruction, words of comfort coming from their father, husband. Words that could be read and, and reread over the months of, de- of deployment. Parting is such sorrow, but this soldier knows that he has work now to do on two fronts, at home to encourage and abroad to fulfill his duties. It's a sad parting, but it's one that must take place. You know, it's it's an image that's similar to that which we find in Acts chapter 1. The disciples had already experienced a parting from Jesus, a parting that they did not expect Jesus to return from. Crucified and buried, they thought they would never see Jesus again. And yet, by the will of God, Jesus doesn't see decay, but he rises from the dead and was reunited with his disciples once again. Such an image, amazement. After only three days, he saw them. They saw him. They walked with him. They talked with him. They ate with him. It was a joy-filled time unlike any other. Then once, some 40 days after the resurrection, as they were eating together, Jesus began speaking in a different way that made them wander, a way that cast a shadow over their joy because it seemed as if Jesus wasn't going to be with them any longer. He said, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Jesus would no longer be physically present with his disciples. Promise was made, gift given, told to remain in Jerusalem until that time. Now there are questions that were asked, well, concerns spoken. Lord, will you restore the kingdom to Israel? Like the questions of the little kid asked with a limited understanding the significance of what would soon happen. They would soon get their answer. Not a kingdom for Israel, but a new, fuller, greater kingdom. And this kingdom would be proclaimed not just to Israel, but to the entire creation. And the message would soon be carried on the lips, deeds, of those still childlike disciples dining with Jesus. Now after he said this, he was physically parted disciples. He was taken up into heaven, ascended, and they saw it happen with their very eyes. The place where he reclined at table, the plate where he had at his meal were at the feet of the disciples as their eyes strained to see Jesus as he ascended up through the clouds. Wonder. Tears at this parting. Or were the disciples just so shocked and amazed by the image before them that they were unable to shed a tear? Yet there they gazed up into the sky till a voice broke the silence of the amazement and, and jolted their attention downward, back towards earth. Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. You will see Jesus bodily descend, consummation of its age. You will see the king of kings and the fullness of his kingdom come, which you will begin proclaiming when you have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. They could have despaired at this parting. They could have remained there with their eyes fixed heavenward. And perhaps they would have if. They did not have their focus redirected elsewhere by the angels. They remained there, Jerusalem, and days later, the promise was fulfilled. The twelve entered the mission field, beginning in Jerusalem. From there, over the years, the kingdom of God continues to be proclaimed around the world, even to this very day return with me to that student-athlete." It's likely that he read and reread that letter that his dad wrote over the months of deployment. It's also likely in this day and age that, that they were able to talk with one, probably over Zoom or some other tech. It's likely that they talked about the mundane moments of life, how was class going, what did they eat for dinner, Sure, they talked about some serious moments too. Fears, struggles. Probably every once in a while, the son would ask his dad if he would be coming home soon, hoping for an answer that was different from the date that was marked on the calendar hanging on the wall. It's not the same, but the son felt connected, not abandoned that his dad was absent or uninterested in his life he especially loved it when they would talk about football he loved seeing his dad's eyes light up as he told him how he made a play or scored a goal and his dad would listen intently to his son ask good questions and then offer some sound advice it seemed like every time that those two had those conversations with or the, they had those conversations with his dad the student athlete was, was more settled about his next game He had in mind what his dad had said as he got ready to go out onto the field. You know, it's not that different for us. Look, we don't see Jesus the way that the disciples did. Not face-to-face, anyway. We've got their witness. We've got their faithful account of what Jesus did and what he said. We've got his letter to us, as well, on the pages of the Holy Scriptures. No, we don't zoom with Jesus, but look, we're connected with him in a profound and mysterious way. Who are more gathered in his name? We eat and drink. Jesus is present with us, sacrament. And we don't need a lick of tech to talk with Jesus. We can talk with our Lord in prayer anytime and anywhere. See, Jesus is never absent from us. Nor is he indifferent or uninterested in anything that is going on in your lives. From the most seemingly mundane things, the things that would be very serious to you. Look, isn't it true that after times of personal devotion, or especially as we gather for corporate worship, family of faith, we're more encouraged to go out onto the field. Of course, not the football field, but the mission field. Mission field of our households beyond. Having the very words of Jesus resonating in our hearts and our minds. I said earlier, I'm I'm kind of a sucker for these homecoming videos. And those images are powerful and, and they're hopeful. I tell you, look, there's a a homecoming that is still yet to come that will be far greater than any captured on video before. I don't know how this scene is ultimately going to play out or where you and I might be when this happens, but a day is coming when our Lord will physically return. It's in our lifetime. I imagine it will be as we're going out into the mission field. That may be according to our vocation then we see him. not dressed in military fatigues, of course, clothed in glory, bright shining as the sun, descended with from the clouds with all the host of heaven. And there we will be with our, our jaws dropped open in surprise, seeing our Lord in the flesh, and then then that uh, the, the embrace that will drive out all fears, all sorrows, all doubts and pains. That will be a homecoming and all homecoming. And come, Lord Jesus.